me in welcoming our bishop, who is going to be the speaker for today. Jesus, a big hand of praise in here. Come on, give Jesus a bigger hand of praise. I said give Jesus a bigger hand of praise. Come on. Come on, give it up for Jesus. Give it up for Jesus a little bit more. Hey, come on, a little bit more. I came to a church that knows how to praise. Now give Jesus praise for one of the greatest pastors in the world, Pastor G-Day. Now give God praise for his precious wife. Isn't she amazing? Now give three people a high five and say, you're going up today. You're going up today. You're going to a new level today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, I felt that one. I felt that one. Did you feel that one? You're going to another place today. I said, you're going to another level today. I said, today is an upgrade Sunday. After today, you will never be the same again. If you believe it with me, give me a better amen than you gave me last time. Glory, glory, glory to the name of the King. What a great honor to be here with you today. You guys are absolutely amazing. I'm not here alone. I have my wife with me, Oluwakemi. Seriously, stand up. Let them see your beauty. God bless you. John Howard, one of my sons who came up from Atlantic City. Bless you. Good to see all of you. It's always great to see Femi here. Uh, I love this church. I've been telling my wife about it, and this time we had so much going on. I said, no, you've got to come with me. I needed her to see your beautiful faces. I needed her to hear your amazing worship. There is a word. How many of you know that the Bible says in Psalm 133 that it's like Aaron, how the anointing ran on his head, came down on his beard, went down to the garment, for there the Lord commanded the blessing. How many of you know that's in the Bible? And I want you to understand every blessing decreed on your pastor for this 50th birthday, it's falling down on you. This is a time when God is elevating this church. It's a time when God is elevating you. It's a time when God is taking you to a new place. And before I preach, I just need to know, is there anybody here that wants to go to a new place? Oh, wow. Sweetheart, six of them want to go to a new place. That's amazing. Is there anybody else here that wants to go to another place in God? Listen to me. Don't ever underestimate the power of a moment. In a moment, God can shift your destiny. In a moment, God can change your trajectory. In a moment, God can take you from one place and you'll end up in another place. And I strongly believe this is one of those moments. Tell somebody, this is my moment. Tell them God's going to shift me in this moment. Oh, man, I hope some of you took a selfie before service because after service, they're not going to recognize you anymore. Get out your phone right now. Take a selfie and say this was before and soon you're going to have this is after because God's going to shift you to a new place. Isaiah chapter 40, verse number 28. Isaiah 40, verse number 28. Shabbat. How do you preach in here, G-Day? This is anointed. Has thou not known? Has thou not heard that the everlasting God, what's next? The what? He he what? He fainteth not, neither 
is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He gives power to who? To the weak. To them that have no might, what does he do? Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run, not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Say amen to the word of God this morning. I want to speak to you for a few minutes on the grace of an eagle. What's coming upon this church and coming upon your pastor in a new way is the grace of an eagle. Father, in Jesus' name, we stand before you with full assurance and knowledge that you have a plan for this church. You have a mission for this church, for you are elevating this people to another place. May the word of God come forth with fire. May your anointing and your power be upon it. May you have your way, Holy Spirit. I yield to you. Would you do what only you could do? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Say amen again. So this is an upgrade morning. And whenever we get ready to upgrade, there's something new we have to learn about God. Usually upgrades come as a result of a tiny adjustment inside of our spirit. We often think that adjustments come when God opens the heavens and the heavens come down and God moves principalities out of the way and God moves powers out of the way and God knocks mountains over and God does some grand thing. But most of the time, adjustments happen by something inside of us, something based on the way we believe being adjusted. So small adjustments mean big breakthroughs. Small internal adjustments result in big breakthroughs. And that's why Isaiah, in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28, started his passage by asking a question. Now, whenever a passage starts with a question, you need to pay attention. And he started by saying, have you not known? Have you not heard? Because if you're going to get a breakthrough, there's something you need to know. There's something you need to hear. So ask your neighbor, have you not known? Ask him again, have you not heard? Now that sounds like there's information that I need. What do I need to know? What do I need to hear? And Isaiah's going to tell us what we need to know and what we need to hear. And what he's going to tell us is something about God that will usher us into a new place. When you get ready to go to a new level, your thinking has to go to a new level. Your belief has to go to a new level. Your faith has to go to a new level. So Isaiah said, have you not known? Have you not heard? What, Isaiah? Tell me, Isaiah. Then he's going to begin to reveal to you something about God. He's says that the everlasting God oh my goodness he begins to tell us something about God we need to know that God is not a small God he's a big God the word that he used for God is everlasting in the Hebrew it's the word olam el and one thing my brothers and sisters we need to remind ourselves about God is God is eternal God is outside of time. In fact, God is bigger than time. Time is no issue with God. God does what he wants to do. He does it when he wants to do it. He is Olam, which means eternal, and El, which means outside of time. Now, many of you in here might be engineers and mathematicians, so let me give it to you in a scientific way. Time is one line. It's linear. 
And on that line, we can only go forward. We can't go backward. Is there anybody here that can go back into yesterday? I didn't think so. All we can do is go forward. And if time is one line on this plane, and this plane represents all of reality, God is bigger than all reality. Which means God can intersect that timeline anywhere he wants to. What I'm saying to you is God is so big that with God, your past is present. With God, your present is present. With God, your future is present. We serve a God that's already in your tomorrow. He's not waiting to see what's going to happen tomorrow. He already created your tomorrow. In fact, the word of God says that before you were born, every one of your days were written in a book when there was yet one of them. Isn't it comforting to know that God is already in your, in your tomorrow? In fact, he's so amazing. If God needed to, he can go back into your past, retrofit something and fix it and make it active in your future. I'm speaking to those of you who feel like you missed out on something. God said, I'll restore the years of canker worm is eaten. The years of pummel. Now, now listen, I understand when you lose money and God restores it, but how do you restore years? God said, oh, I can restore years. If you don't believe me, ask Sarah. Mm. Sarah's 90 years old. God said, at 90 years old, I'm going to give you a baby. Can you imagine a 90-year-old lady pushing out a baby? Mm. 90 years old breastfeeding a baby at 90 years old no 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 don't get it twisted when God touched her something happened in her body and it got rolled back about 50 years I prophesy to you God's gonna roll your time back about 50 years in the name of Jesus because he's outside of time what I'm telling you is powerful nobody here needs to worry about tomorrow because God's already in your tomorrow I preached this one time in Montgomery my oldest daughter, her name is Viola, Marion. My oldest daughter has two kids, my two grandkids. How many of you got grandkids? Let me see your head. Grandkids, I love grandkids. They're the best. I got news for you. My grandkids are better than your grandkids, but that's not the story. <laughs> Had my two kids with her. I preached this on Sunday. Monday morning, Marion got up, running late, threw the kids in the car, was running so fast she forgot to buckle them in. She's driving to work in her SUV, doing about 50, 60, maybe 70 miles an hour. Because she's late, she puts down the mirror and starts putting on makeup. Before she got in the car, she was looking in the mirror and she said, God, what's the name of that God my dad talked about yesterday? And she couldn't remember, so she called me. She said, Dad, what is that you talked about yesterday? I said, that's Olamel. That's the God who's already in your future. And she said, God, Olamel, go in my future today and make everything all right. Gets in the car, putting on her mascara, lifts the visor up. There's a truck that stopped 50 feet in front of her. She's in a big SUE, slammed on brakes. It's raining outside to make it worse. Car starts spinning around. It spins around, goes into the grass, spins like seven times, comes in front of the truck and ends up going the right direction. If you're going to clap, do it well. The kids thought it was fun. They're like, wait, mommy, do it again. <laughs> Her heart is beating. Boom, 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 boom. She pulls over. Somebody comes over and says, there's no way what I just saw is possible. Impossible. 
You ended up on the other side of the truck going in the right direction, no, no dent on the car, nothing. And the person said, angels must be with you. No, Olam El was with her. The God that's already in your future was with her. And I don't know, Pastor, what's, what's ahead, but I know the God who's in your future has already gone before you. The God in your future has already gone before you. And that's why Isaiah said, have you not known that he's not just practicing on you? He's not a neophyte. He's not just getting started. He's an experienced God who's outside of time. He is Olamel who's already in your future. Have you not known that the everlasting God, then he says the Lord, say Lord. That word means sovereign. Say sovereign. I want you to know we serve a sovereign God. We serve a God who's in control. Don't get it twisted. God and the devil are not equals. Sometimes people think God and the devil are equals and God is in one corner weighing white trunks, weighing 777 pounds. A devil in this corner with black trunks weighing 666 pounds. And every now and then God and the devil come and fight and God will give the devil a black eye. Then the devil will put God in the head like, what Bible are you reading? When God gets ready to deal with the enemy, he sends one angel who is unnamed with a key and a chain and locks him in a bottomless pit and he's falling for 1,000 years and can't even find a bottom. We serve a big God and a little devil. I said a big God. We serve a big God, but there's a little devil. We don't serve him. There's a little devil. And sometimes we put so much glory on the enemy. You hear people give testimony. All oh, the devil is messing with my family. The devil is messing with my money. Well, get him out of your money. Get him out of your family. In the name of Jesus, you can do whatever you need to do. That name is above every other name. At that name, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Serve a sovereign God. He does what he wants to do, when he wants to do it, however he wants to do it. I always think about Exodus when I think about how sovereign God is. How God took the children of Israel and brought them through the Red Sea on dry ground. See, y'all like them big miracles in the Bible. I get off on the little miracles in the Bible. There's some stuff in the Bible that blows my mind about the sovereignty of God. If you're going to bring the children of Israel through the Red Sea, I understand that, but on dry ground... You're going to dry the ground of the former sea so they can go forth. My God is bad. Now, now, now see, y'all need the big stuff. One of the greatest revelations me and my wife ever had was she had a dream. My wife's a dreamer. She's prophetic. She had a dream. And she went to sleep, and a big hand came to her with an avocado in it. Cut in half, an avocado cut in half. And it came to her like that, and she grabbed it. She woke up. Ain't that profound? I could hear some of you prophetic people saying, wow. Avocado. Avocado's green, so God is saying money's coming your way. I can hear you. Avocado has a big seed, so God is saying I'm going to sow seeds into your life. I can hear you, but that ain't what God was saying. Do you know what God was saying? God was saying, are you ready for this? Oh, you don't want to hear me today. Are you ready to hear what God was saying? Eat more avocados. That's what he was saying. Because avocados, then I started reading up on them. They're one of the healthiest things you could ever eat. 
They're anti-inflammatory. They have the right combination of fat. It's one of the most perfect foods. And God, well, well, you don't understand. God, who runs the universe, God, who's in control, had enough time to stop by and tell two people, eat avocados. I'm a blessed man. I don't know about you. Say he's sovereign. The very hairs of your head are numbered. He knows you're down sitting, you're uprising. He knows your thoughts are far off. There's nothing that ever comes to your life that God does not know it's going to happen. We need to upgrade to realizing who we serve. Do we serve a God that not only is outside of time, we also serve a God that is sovereign who can do whatever he wants to do when he wants to do it. We always think it's going to take God a long time to do something. God said, is my hand shortened? You don't understand I could change your life overnight. I can change your finances overnight. I can heal your body in a moment somebody thinks that you're too old to get a husband God said oh no 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 I got a husband just for you who will like your lips your hips and your fingertips I got your name written on a blessing and nobody can stop that blessing from coming your way ah he's sovereign that's why God likes to make things hard sometimes that's why he waited till Abraham was a hundred before he gave him Isaac God spoke to him when he was 75 and waited 25 years because he specializes in doing the impossible. Who's here with an impossible situation? Watch God rise up and move and God will do the impossible in your life and cause you to know that he is God. Say, Lord, have you not known that the everlasting God, the eternal God, the Lord, and then the Bible says he's the creator of the ends of the earth. You ever gone outside and looked up in the sky and just marveled at the glory? Marveled at the sun that's 93 million miles away from the earth. Have you, have you ever looked at the universe? You, you know, light goes, light goes 186,000 miles per second. Did you hear what I said? What did I say? Y'all just speaking in tongues. You didn't even hear what I said. Light goes, travels 186,000 miles per second. Say one. Say it again. Say one. In that one second, light goes 186,000 miles in one second. Scientists tell us that our universe, our Milky Way, is about 100 million light years across in diameter. You know what that means? That means if you take light and put it on this end, Light going 186,000 miles per second will take 100 million years to get to the other side. That's just our Milky Way. They say the observable universe is about 156 billion light years wide. Billion. Why do I mention that to you? Because the Bible says in the book of Isaiah that when God gets ready to measure the heavens, he measures it with a span. Not a spam. That's a can of meat. I said a span. You know what a span is? That's the distance between your finger and your thumb. When God looks at that vast amount of space, God say, yep, I'm so big it fits about right here. Now put that next to your need to be healed and see if God can't heal you. Put that next to anything that you have in your life as a dilemma and see if God can't bring you to the next place in your life. 
Put that next to the next 50 years of your life and see if God can't do something for you. I love the book of Isaiah. The Bible says that God, all of the waters in the world fit in the hollow of his hand. That the very dust of the earth is numbered. Not just that he knows how many, they're numbered. The dust of the earth is numbered. The number of stars that exist, there's so many we can't even count them. In our universe alone, it's probably something like 100 million, whatever it is. But they say there, there, there are other galaxies out there, millions of other galaxies. Some of them have trillions of stars in them. And here's what the Bible says. Every one of those stars, God knows them by name. And if he knows them by name, how will he ever forget your name? I think I'll serve him. Have you not known? Have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth? Let me tell you something about him. He doesn't faint. Neither does he get weary. Oh, anybody ever here? Anybody here ever been weary? Nobody in here been weary? Uh, do I have some honest people in here that say there are times in my life that if it had not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? Come on, come on. We're human. We're in flesh. Anybody here ever get weary? Anybody here ever faint? Anybody here ever been tired? But here's the, about God. He never faints, nor does he get weary. And the book says there's no searching of his understanding. I read that one day and I was amazed. I stood in awe and I said, God, there is no searching of your understanding. There's no way we could ever figure out how much you understand. He said, son, that's what that means, but it means more than that. He's saying there's no searching of how much I understand you. You will never even comprehend how much I understand you. There is no searching of his understanding. Ah. So here's what he does. He gives power to the faint. Hmm. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. You know, sometimes we think it's about who we are, but it's not about who we are. It's about who he is. Sometimes it's not what you know, it's who you know. In fact, some people I've met in my life have such low self-esteem, they feel like they're a zero. And if I could get them to think right, I say, oh, you a zero? You really feel like a zero? Then I say, good. They say, what? I say, because if you take zero and you put it next to one, you get ten. Bishop, I'm so jacked up, I feel like six zeros. I say, good. Because you take six zeros, put it next to one, you get a million. Sometime, it's not what you know. I was in college, and in college, I pledged a band. When you pledge a band at Alabama State University, they crab you into the band. Crabbing means they basically abuse you and beat you almost for a whole year. A freshman is nothing in the band. They make you iron their clothes. They make you go to the store. It's like this process of hazing. So when you're a freshman, I mean, you're nobody. You're nothing. You're miserable. For a whole year, you're nothing. And we were in our homecoming game, our homecoming game, and I'm sitting down in the stand, and all of a sudden, everybody starts looking and pointing and just pointing and looking, and down by the band director was one of the Commodores, Clyde Orange. And everybody was like, wow, look at Clyde Orange. Look at this famous guy. Look at him there. Well, I know Clyde. I grew up in Tuskegee. Clyde used to like my mama. <laughs> Try to date her all the time. So when I saw it was Clyde, I just sat back down. Then Clyde began asking the band director something. And Clyde started looking. 
And then he started walking up the steps, and he came into the section where I was. I played trumpet. He came to the trumpet section, passed by everybody else, came to me, gave me a hug, sat down next to me, spent time talking to me, gave me a hug on the way out, and walked on the way down the steps. Everybody was looking at Clyde at first. When Clyde left, everybody was looking at me. I was a nobody freshman till I got visited by Clyde Orange. I came to tell you, I don't know who you feel about yourself, but you are somebody because the God of heaven came to visit you. The God of heaven came to live in you. The God of heaven knows your name. The God of heaven knows your future. And I don't care what others think of you. You are somebody. And here's what the Bible says. He gives power to the weak. One time, no. Two times, no. Three times, no. Four times, no. As often as needed, he gives power to the weak. And that means if he runs out of power, you run out of power. If he runs out of strength, you run out of strength. Because if you're connected with him, the Bible said he gives power to the weak. And to them that have no might. Sheba! He increases their strength. You may be at a place you have nothing left. Don't ever quit. Just call on him. You may be at a place you don't know what to do. Don't ever quit. Just call on him. Because to those that have no might, he increases strength. Word of God says, even the youth shall faint and be weary. That means our natural strength will fail us. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And young men who are supposed to be strong shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up. Shaba. That word wait is a very interesting Hebrew word. It's the word kavah. Say kavah. The word literally means to braid. Y'all know braid. You're looking at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, you got up out of your house and you went to the beauty store. You brought some Brazilian glory. You took it to the lady and you said, would you braid my hair with micro braids? And she took some Brazilian strength and added it to your strength. Can I get a witness? And by the time she braided them together, you couldn't tell which one was yours and which one. You had a different swag about you, not because of what you had, because of what you braided yourself with. Can you hear me? And the Bible said those that braid themselves with God... Those that wrap themselves around God. Those that connect themselves with God. Those that join themselves with God. Those that latch on to God. Those that don't look at what they got, look at what he's got. Look at what he's got. Those that don't assess what they don't have, look at what he has. Those that understand it's not by might, not by power, but by his spirit. Those that understand they're not alone, they're connected to the king of kings. Those that wrap themselves around God. Shah shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like a buzzard. Did I get that right? Oh, man, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. They will mount up with wings like a chicken. They will mount up with wings like a hummingbird. 
There it is. They will mount up with wings like an eagle. Like an eagle. That is your future. The grace of an eagle is coming upon you. A grace of an eagle is coming upon you. And if you're not excited right now, that's because you don't know nothing about an eagle. If you understood what an eagle was, you would be shouting right now because an eagle is to the bird kingdom what a lion is to the animal kingdom. The eagle is a bad mamma jamma. Uh, let me tell you about an eagle. Eagles are built to fly. The higher they go, the better they fly. And I'm telling you, church, I'm telling you, man of God, it's time to go higher. God has given you grace to go higher. God has taken you to new territory. See, when you go high, you overcome obstacles. Me and Pastor Kimmy got on an airplane and landed in Newark in just a couple of hours. How did we get here so quick? We flew. We could have driven, but if we drove, we'd have so many obstacles, hills, turns, but we flew. When you fly, there's not a lot of opposition in the way. When you fly, there's not a lot of things that can stand against you. And I'm here to tell you it's time for you to fly. Hey, how? Pastor, you've done well, but you're about to fly at 50 years in the name of Jesus. It's, about to, it's time to go to another level. But listen to me for a minute. If you're going to fly, your mind has to adjust to a new altitude. The worst thing that could happen is you try to fly at 30,000 feet when your mind is still at 5,000 feet. I heard a true story about a test pilot who test flew airplanes. And this test pilot took an airplane into the air. He's 30,000 feet in the air. He's trying to test it out. He looks down and saw a rat chewing on a fuel line. He said, oh, my God. I got to... If this rat chews through the fuel line, the fuel will go everywhere and I'm dead. And his first thought was, I got to land the plane and kill the rat. Then he had a second thought. He said, I'm not going to land the plane. I'm just going to go higher. And he went from where he was another 10, 20,000 feet. And the air was too thin for the rat to breathe, so the rat died. You know what happens to us sometimes? We keep coming down dealing with little rats. Dealing with little issues. They said this about me on Facebook. They unfriended me on Instagram. They don't like me. They don't like me at work. They don't like the way I dress. They don't like the way I look. And all we need to do is just start going higher. Say favor ain't fair. God has another level for me. There's a new dimension coming for me. I'm not going to be down here with rats. I'm going to go higher like the eagle. And I'm going to mount up with wings like an eagle at this 50 years. I don't have time for stupid. And if you're going to be stupid, you can't hang with me because I'm going to another level. Give God some praise in this place at another level. Eagles fly high. And do you know, do you know that eagles are not afraid of storms? No, 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 no. When there's a storm, eagles don't run. Other birds hide. Other birds go under a rock. Other birds go away. But an eagle said, no, 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 no. This is my hour. And the eagle doesn't fly away from the storm. He flies toward the storm. Because the winds are blowing strong. And what the eagle does is he puts his wings out, tilts them back at just the right angle. 
starts going around in circles and the currents start taking him higher, listen, without him doing much work. Storm. Others are going down. Eagles going up. I don't know what's coming your way, but while others are going down, hey, you're going up. While others are hiding, you're going up. And before long, before long, the eagle is on top of the storm. Storm is under his feet. The sun is above his head. And he is saying, I believe I can fly. I don't know what the future holds, Ahal, but I know God told me to tell you, you're going up. And there is no storm that will take you down. There is no plan of the enemy that will take you down. There is no invention against Jacob that will bring you down. I declare it over your life in Jesus' name. Lift up your voice and pray in tongues right now. Every future strategy of the enemy, every demonic attack of the enemy in your future, we pull it down now in Jesus' name. Come on, lift your voice. I said lift your voice. I said lift your voice. Every satanic plan it will fail every storm that has come it will amount to nothing in Jesus name give the Lord a praise right now give him a praise right now be, be seated for a minute let me tell you something do you know that an eagle can see better than any other bird from a mile in the air, an eagle can see a rabbit running on the ground from 35,000 feet in the air. Have amazing eyesight. You know the problem we have sometimes? problem we have sometimes is we can't see. We don't see what God's doing for us. We don't see how heaven is moving for us. It's like Elijah and Gehazi. When Gehazi woke up, Elijah's servant went outside and saw the mountains full of the Syrians. And he ran back in and he said, Master, the enemies, the Syrians, they've come for us. And Elijah didn't even look up. He was reading USA Today. Didn't even look up. And he said, there's more that be with us than be with them. Gehazi was like, what has my master been smoking? There's two of us. There's tens of thousands of the enemy. And Elijah knew he needed help, so he prayed. He just said, Lord, open his eyes. It's a prayer I'm praying for us today. Lord, open his eyes. Opened his eyes and he saw the mountain full of angels and chariots from heaven and horses. And truly there were more with them than were against the enemy. Oh, my prayer is that for the next 50 years you see like you've never seen before. Because if you could see, we wouldn't fear as much as we fear. Because when you go to sleep at night, you'll see a tall angel by your bed like this. You'll see another one at the foot of your bed with a sword with an attitude. This man of God I used to serve years ago, a witch was hired to kill him. Her job was to fly in the spirit, put a stone in the path of their car. So when the car ran over that stone, they would have an accident and die. So she's following this man of God in the spirit. The car hits the stone and keeps going. She said, hmm, that's strange. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Hmm. Gets to the house. She said, the man of God got out the car and he was suspended in liquid fire. Surrounding his property were angels shoulder to shoulder around every edge of his property. 
when he got ready to walk in the door of his house, there were two big angels with a sword guarding the door. They stepped aside like this. He walked in and they stepped back and looked at her. She said, I'm out of here. Put your hand on your eyes. Say, Lord, open my eyes. If we could see how God is planning for us, if we could see how God is fighting for us, if we could see how God is preparing the future for us, if we could see how God is speaking to people about us right now, about our next promotion, if you could see how God is dealing with you, you don't have to have tight pants on to get a man. All you need to do is have God to get a man. It's not what you wear, it's who you know. Listen to me. I'm telling you, your future is in God's hands. Say, Lord, open my eyes so that I may see. And I decree, I decree the days of our life we'll see like we've never seen before. I pray a prophetic spirit upon this church, upon the leadership, and upon your life that we will see like we have never seen before in Jesus' name. How many eyelids does an eagle have? Not one, two. Eagle has two eyelids. One of them are like ours. You close it, you can't see anything. The other one is like sunglasses, Ray-Ban. Why does the eagle need two eyelids? Not many birds will chase the eagle, but there is one called the condor. Condor is a big bird, probably 11, 12 foot wingspan. Sometimes the eagle is up there flying, minding his business, looks behind, and the condor says, I'm hungry. Eagle says, oh, you again. Eagle doesn't fret. He just looks for the sun. Sun is over there. Leaves the outer eyelid up, closes the inner eyelid, which is like sunglasses. Flies toward the sun. What comes out of the sun? Glory and rays. Condor can't roll that way. Condor has to peel off while the eagle keeps going to higher heights. And I'm here to tell you, no matter what chases you in the future, you can close your inner eyelid of faith. And you can fly toward the sun, not the S-U-N, but the S-O-N, the son of the living God. And your enemies will be blinded by the glory of God as you rise to new heights. Give Jesus a praise in here and get ready for the eagle anointing on your life. You know, eagles, I love the training of an eagle. Eagles get trained through hardship. Eagle's life is not necessarily easy. When an eagle is born, little eaglet's born, the mother makes a huge nest in a rock or in a tree, kills a rabbit or some other animals and lines it with fur. So this little eaglet is in this posturepedic, sealy, temperpedic nest, enjoying life. Mama goes and hunts and takes some fish or a worm and drops it into the eaglet's mouth. And the eaglet's like, oh, life is wonderful. Eaglet's enjoying life. Things couldn't be better. But one day mama says, I can't leave you in this nest. Because if I do, I'll spoil you. So while the little eaglet is out playing, mama takes the fur and throws it over the cliff. Eaglet comes back in the nest, trying to be comfortable, getting poked in the butt. Oh, it don't feel like it used to feel. No, because God wants you to move to the next level. Because God wants you to start using your gifts God wants you to lead a small group. God wants you to serve in the ministry. All you've been doing is sitting down in the fur, enjoying the word of God. But God said, no, there's something in you I want to begin to use. And you start feeling like your butt gets pricked. And mama says to the little eagle, want to go for a ride? Yeah. Throws the eaglet on her back. Mama goes one mile in the air. And as soon as she gets one mile, guess what she does? 
throws the eaglet off her back. Eaglet's falling, saying, what is wrong with this woman? She is going crazy. I promise I'll clean up my room next time. I won't stay on Facebook. She's Right before the eaglet hits the ground, mama swoops back under her. Last minute, grabs her. Little eaglet says, that was close. Mama, don't do that no more. Mama, don't do that. Mama goes one mile in the air again. Eaglet starts falling again and does it over and over until one day the eaglet says, I got to do something because this woman is crazy and she won't stop. So the little eaglet looks at mama and sees mama had these big wings. So the little eaglet starts taking her little wings and flapping them. But they're not strong enough for her to fly. But as soon as mama sees her put effort in, mama comes behind her with her big wings and creates current. And the little eaglet is staying in the air and she thinks it's her. She doesn't know it's mama behind her with current. Isn't that just like us? We think we could sing, but we don't know it's God behind us with his big wings. We think we could preach. We think we're smart, but we don't know it's God behind us with his big wings. I'm telling you, a grace is coming upon you at this 50 years that God is going to make things look easy in your life. God's going to make things look effortless in your life. And you've got to realize it's not you. It's the God behind you with his big wings creating current in your life. Give me an amen. I heard this clear as day. I heard it clear as day. That from this moment, the grace of an eagle comes upon this ministry like never before. Let let me try to give you a picture of what Isaiah had in his mind when he wrote this passage. Sennacherib, who was an Assyrian king, literally created these war animals called war eagles. They, They had a seven to nine foot wingspan. He would breed them. They were Himalayan eagles and he would breed them. And what he would do is he would take these soldiers and he would tie a leather strap to their arm. They would have a long strap and a ball connected to it. Then he would also tie a strap to the eagle's legs, to their talons. And he would train the eagle to fly over the soldiers on the battlefield. So these big, huge eagles would come and attach to a soldier. I need, my, I need a couple of volunteers, if a couple of strong brothers can come on up here this morning. He, he, would, he would train these eagles as, as these soldiers were on the battlefield. Are, are, are y'all clapping because they're strong or what? Stand on this side. One of you on this side, one of you on this side. Come on this side. So what he would do is train, as these soldiers were out there, he would train the eagles to fly above their head and flap their wings. The soldier would take the strap and tie it to the eagle's talons. So get it, the soldier is tied to the eagle's talons and the eagle will start flapping its wing. The man was too heavy for the eagle to totally take off and fly. But what happened was whenever the man would take a step, the eagles would flap. So instead of one step, it was something dangerous. Now here I am, all I can do is take one step at a time. I can go here. I can go here. That's all I can do. But the picture Isaiah had in mind is they that wait upon the Lord. Say, I'm going to wait on him. They that wrap themselves around the Lord. Just like those soldiers would tie themselves to the eagles. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew 
their strength. They'll mount up with wings like what? So here's a picture he had in mind. Come on over here. Now, y'all praying, right? Before, before, one step only brought me there. But when I mount up with wings like an eagle, one step. I just showed you a picture of your future. You're going to pray one prayer. One prayer. You're going to make one decree. Oh, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready, get ready. Get ready. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like an eagle. Listen to me. They will run, not get weary. They will walk and not faint. That's your future, sir. That's your future, man of God. That's what God told me. This church and this man of God are going to a place where the grace of an eagle is coming upon you. Everybody stand up. Join hands with your neighbor right now. We're going to pray into this grace. Pray into this grace. Lift your voice right now and say, God, may the grace of an eagle come upon me. Come on, lift your voice and pray. Pray in the spirit right now. Pray for the hand you're holding to the left and the right. That the grace of an eagle... Come on. Remanda. Metorimata. May the grace of an eagle come upon you. May the grace of an eagle come upon this ministry. May the grace of an eagle touch you like never before. May the grace of an eagle be your portion. May you go higher. May you see like you've never seen before. Come on, pray for them. Pray for them. You're praying like you're scared. Pray heaven down on them. We pray a new dimension. I apostolically declare a new dimension of grace coming to this house. A new dimension of favor coming upon this house. A new dimension of glory coming upon this house. For God will show you favor like he has not shown you before. A little bit more. Press in. Press in. God, bring the breaker anointing. Break that glass ceiling. Break them to a new place. 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 God, break them to a new place. Roma, I decree a new prophetic anointing upon this house. I decree a new apostolic breaker anointing. I declare in the name of Jesus new signs and wonders. I hear the Lord say many more nations are opening up. Many doors in other nations. There are other Ahau churches God's going to begin to release. In other nations, other places. Oh, I feel the glory. I feel a breaker anointing. I feel a breaker spirit. You will never be the same again. 
For you have the grace of an eagle upon you. You have the hand of an eagle upon you. Oh, Come on, just a little bit more. God's birthing something in you. Just a little while longer, just a little bit more. Tamo Nimata. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Lift up your hands and say, I receive the grace of an eagle. Say it again. I receive the grace of an eagle for my life and for this ministry. I shall never be the same again. I will fly high. I can see. My enemies won't catch me. I will let the Lord train me. I will live a long life. I am an eagle. I am not a buzzard. I am not a chicken. I latch on to God. I wait on the Lord. I have new strength. And I have a new dimension of grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a clap offering. Give him a clap offering. And one more thing before I take my seats. When we greet each other, we usually have a greeting. We do, hi, how are you? We might hug. But I want to change that. From now on, we need to have a different greeting because we're eagles. When somebody tries to get us mad, we don't have time for that. Somebody talks about us, we don't have time for that. Somebody thinking small, we don't have time for that. We don't have time for little, little, little problems. So what we've got to do is when we see each other in the market or we see each other in the store, we got to have a new sign. Not just a handshake, not just a hug. If I see you out there, here's what I want you to do the minute you see me. Come on. Hey, hey. You go home and somebody try to make you mad, don't say a word. Anytime you get frustrated, don't you cry. That's it. When you see each other from now on. on. Come on with it, ego. Next level in Jesus' name. Give the Lord a hand of praise.